and welcome to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick. You are Sam Kegovich. I am indeed. And uh, look, before we get started, Sam, yeah. of course, it's uh, as is the norm in this day and age. Uh, just a live odds update on the show. I'm $1.55 to stuff up before the end of it, and Sam is $2.15. <laughs> Remember, gamble responsibly. <laughs> We're sponsored by Sporting Bet. They love a jug. Yeah. We love a jug. Yeah. And we don't bet in the run and uh, and we gamble responsibly. But uh, you've got to have a laugh about this. Tonight on the show, the Origin teams are named. A young Collingwood fan is shamed. In an ugly incident, Ben Teo is blamed. And can the Poms be tamed? Ooh. Working overtime on the rhyming there, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, very, very good, Rusty. Plus, we have a brand new segment called Something or Nothing. Something and or nothing. And football guru Mike Cockrell is along for five good minutes. And it's all brought to you, of course, by our very good bets and responsible people, sportingbet.com.au. But first up, the federal government has indeed responded to public pressure and will ban promotion of sports betting during live sport after the dramas surrounding Tom Waterhouse's appearance on Nine's NRL coverage. Now, betting ads will still remain in the breaks, but nothing during the match. I think it's common sense. I think it's common sense. I don't think it's any be hoo ha and won't brew ha and why should we well, get Well, the issue... Look, it's been around for five years, but let's call it the Tom Waterhouse legislation now, look, and let's seriously blame uh, a couple of people no, at Channel 9 here because they were the ones who decided that Tom needed to be on the panel. Rusty, you and I are both punters. Both punters. Exactly. So we know the game inside out. Correct. Intricacies. But I Let just... me assure you, anyone that's... Tom Waterhouse is, looks a... Lovely, lovely guy. I don't know Tom Waterhouse. He's got a fantastic set of teeth. He looks the part. <laughs> Same joint as you went to. He's got a wonderful product. And let me tell you, if everyone else in the world, Tom Waterhouse is no different to you and I. We have a product we're He's selling. Not as if people are going to buy it, the, so be the it. The issue but came. If they want to take the money off him. He is well within his rights to peddle his wares and do it what he... You mean they, they being Channel 9? They or? being Channel 9. And also the government and also the various sports. Now, my issue isn't with the sports because that's just the way the world operates. My issue is with putting Tom on the panel and asking his opinion... Oh, well, that's ridiculous. Look, the tab and the sporting bets of the world... I could understand why and, Tom wanted to go on the panel anyway. They've all been doing odds for ages, but the problem is they cooked the golden goose, it's now all over and we're back to normal. New South Wales State of Origin coach Larry Daly has named his squad for Game 1. Jared Haney is the fullback. James Maloney got the number six. Blake Ferguson is on the wing. Paul Gallen, of course, was selected in the front row. Is that the team you would have selected, you reckon? Pretty much. And what I like about it is he's picked, by and large, a f informed the side. stars plus some informed players. Yeah. I like Blake Ferguson. He just gives me something. I like the, um, I like the, I like the pairing of Maloney oh, with Maloney Pierce. Maloney Pierce was a lockdown ages ago. Gidley's omission is going to be a loss, but don't worry. They'll find plenty of players... Plenty of options. Fafita was just outstanding yeah, on Monday night. But Gallon, Lewis, Hoffman, and Bird uh, up front, they'll demand Look, a fit of authority. They will at a wet and uh, dewy uh, ANZ Stadium right. in Brisbane. It might be a different kettle of fish. New South Wales have to win the first game. Jennings and Morris out. Well, a lot of pace. I reckon uh, Laurie Daly's picked the side that he wanted. Oh, no doubt. There's and no I, doubt. what I liked about it is it's been Laurie Daly. There hasn't, yeah. hasn't been in past it's, oh, well, I'm going to do what the selectors give yeah. me. No way. Laurie Daly said, this is what I want. On it. This is how it's going to yeah. happen. And you've got to pick a rookie. You've got to pick to, towards tomorrow. And Fafita was the guy well, that... they got two or three new guys in the squad. And I think that's great. I think... Uh, who do wins? Who do you think wins? Well, we'll get on to that because there was no surprises <laughs> in the Maroons side with the usual suspects all OK to be selected. Now, Chris McQueen from the Rabbitohs, he's on the bench alongside Daly Cherry Evans and Josh Papali. But they've Papali. got a 19-man squad. 
But 1 through 13, and all bar one player has played half a dozen tests for Australia. Look, it's when a you go, test line When you go through the names of that side, I tell you what, you get a chill down your spine. You wonder how the heck can they possibly be beaten? Rain. Rain <laughs> and the dewy conditions. Because no, they'll adapt. No, they'll no, adapt, no. It, it always stops them. In Brisbane, they're unstoppable. In Sydney, they're stoppable. God, they've got some big names there. I mean, Mel Meninga, I know Mel well. Mel would be sitting there. He'd be counting, I reckon, already number eight's up and about. He wouldn't be. There's no way that Queensland <laughs> take it for granted. It was no, interesting. They won't take it for granted. I heard Wally Lewis on the radio that when he was first... Yeah. Uh, entered into the Australian side. No one picked him up at the airport and no one told him that the training time had changed. So he sat around at the SCG for four hours. Queensland have dined on that story being disrespected yes, for yeah. 35 years. And it's held him in very good stead too, they I might add. They just keep churning it out. The great Wally Lewis. What a great... Was there a greater Queenslander, you think? Arthur Beaton. Yeah, Artie was up there, Paul yeah. Paul Vorton. Mal no, Meninga. No. Oh, Mel was, yeah. They're, Mel. All, they're all great Queenslanders. My, my mother loves Mal Meninga. My, well, my mother reckons Mel Meninga's the best player and she watches rugby like my mum. She was also your mum, so she thinks she's better than you. <laughs> Biggest story from last weekend was a 13-year-old Collingwood fan racially abusing Adam Goods by calling him an ape. The girl has apologised to Goodsy, but she's been unfairly dragged through the ringer by some sections of the media. Some people disagree with that. Some people say it's rightful. I reckon we've over... Look, narrow, narrow stereotypes. I reckon this... Uh, look, we don't condone uh, racism... And we don't condone the behaviour that uh, transpired. But, look, this has been fuelled by an absolute, absolute paranoid media. Our media at it times... Wasn't are, no, no, we no, no, are no, derelict just, in the way we disseminate information. It was Indigenous round. It the, was young, in, the worst thing for me, this could have been nipped in the bud on the night. If the girl's grandmother and friends had said yeah. to her, hey, poor form, and when Goodie had come sure. over, she should have said, I'm so sorry... I said the wrong Adam thing. Goods I'm is really the greatest and ambassador done, and a great guy. Done. See you later. Thank you. But this poor 13-year-old, don't hang her up to him to, no, to be the not. face of racism. This poor girl's got a manic obsession with Collingwood on the spur of the moment, disappointed with the side's performance, and erred. But called him the wrong. Could have called, called him a pig, a totally horse, wrong. a goat, a totally fool, wrong. a drop kick. Now I'm not making mis look. I'm not making an excuse for the girl's behaviour, but I'm just saying or associated. But you grew up in an era where you were abused. We were lambasted and vilified all the time. Lambasted. But and we were. You. But by the same token, you, you know, we managed to overcome and tra transcend those things by good old humour and taking a deep breath and being slightly irreverent. Yeah, but this Let's is Let's take a different. deep breath. It's Let's a not overdose on tolerance of political correctness. But it is a valid point. We don't condone the behaviour, but let's, you know, let's be Australian and do that. Another ugly headline was the alleged assault by South Spenteo on the woman in Brisbane several weeks ago. South's clearing for any wrongdoing. The police aren't investigating. Or, but the girl definitely had a black eye and fractured eye socket. Like the AFL's racism dramas, this news came out directly after NRL's women in league round. And it wasn't a good look. No, it wasn't. But so we don't conduct violence on, to women. There's two sides to every story, and I'm not suggesting that I am uh, saying that I believe one or the we other. We don't have the facts. We don't have the facts. It's funnily enough, I was in an elevator as Shane Richardson was going to the press conference. I was at South doing some work. Who's the CEO of South Sydney? South Sydney, and I said, "Mate, what's going on?" And he told me what's going on. And I understand there are two sides. But Russell, to the story. you've been meeting in elevators for a long, long, a long, time, long time, my dear friend. Now, you have the, a broader view. If the police were called on the night, and the police didn't investigate. And the actual players called the police. Not the girl called the police on the night. The players called the police mm -hmm. because the girl was being abusive and physically violent with a stiletto, apparently, to the players. Now, mm -hmm. they did the right thing at the time. What was done incorrectly was it 
They should have come out on the Sunday or the Monday and said, this is what's happened. We are now opening the books up for everyone to investigate. Transparency and, and corporate trans governance. You can't hide anything. Well, why Stop would Stop trying to exactly. hide things. Tell the truth. Well, it, Tell the it, truth. Even if it's not going to end up going to court, just say, this is what's happened. You guys can do your best because the media will find things out. And people okay, get talk. Socceroos have named their squad ahead of the three World Cup qualifiers in a couple of weeks, starting with Japan. Uh, to determine whether they'll make Brazil next year. Now, it's going to all boil down to one game because if they lose any of these three, they're gone. If they happen to win them, it comes down to the final game. Is it's this the squad to do it? Against Iraq. Now, you've got... My problem with, and always has been with Australia, how do they score goals? Mm. Take Timmy Cahill out of the side. You've still got Holman and Frost up forward. Then you've got at the back, you've got Lucas Neal back there and uh, Ogonovsky's Ogonovsky's older than me. And the one thing about us... Well, the average age of the back three is 100. Yeah, exactly. And he's refused to trial any young guys. Which is you know, him Tommy holding, Orr, He's just hanging on to Tommy his Orr's job. Tommy Orr's about the only one, 21. He's had a good uh, good breakout year in Europe. But you're not going to throw Tommy he's Orr not in gonna front? He's not going to throw him in at the he's moment. He's off the bench. So, and the thing is, that you we need... know good things of winning in Japan. If we lose in Japan... Uh, we've certainly gets boiled down to the last... It's uh, going to boil down to one game. And if we don't, we can still finish third, but then we're compelled to play a South American side one that game. finishes fifth. It'll Could be, be another last. Uruguay. It'll be another Uruguay, for Could sure. Could be another Uruguay. But so it's imperative that they sort of get over the line here somehow, but they, I don't think they'll win in Japan. Some of these guys, Holman, Kennedy, Broski, you've got to just find some form. Well, Even Cruz and Jednak. Jednak's had a great Robbie year. Robbie Cruz, exactly. Yeah, Cruz had a great year in Holland first up. Uh... Jednak's had a Yednak. great year. Yeah, Jednak or Jednak? Jednak, mate, come on. Jednak, okay. Can you know us? Serious. That is the headlines uh, done, but we're not done with football yet as commentator and journo extraordinaire Michael Cockrell is joining the team. He's next up for five good minutes. And don't forget, our new segment, not far away, something or nothing. That'll be a winner. Good show. Good segment too. Good segment. Well, the A-League and European seasons may be over, but there's still plenty of football going on in the next few weeks. We spoke about the Socceroos, and we've got Mike Cockrell joining us for five good minutes because he's got far more opinion <laughs> and credibility than Kegovic and Barber. He'll tell us a bit about the Swans. Like... He used to run the Swans media. <laughs> no, his brother ran the Swans media. He used to report on the Swans. Well, there you go. Now he's thing. one of the great commentators. Did you ever fancy yourself as a commentator, or did you fall into that? Just fell into it, mate. Just got lucky. And you like it? Yeah, yeah I've survived uh, 18 years of it, so, uh, you know. It's all right. Sam and I did a bit of AFL commentary. We know how hard it is. But how hard is it going to be for the uh, Socceroos to make Brazil? Very hard. They've got the three massive games coming up, starting with a match against Japan. Um, Holgers picked a squad of 26 players. I think uh, I, I totaled what I suspect will be the starting 11. 347 years in combined age for the starting 11. <laughs> Which is an average of just 31 33. Half, yeah, 31 uh, Seven players over the age of 30. A lot of people are getting a bit toey about this whole age factor with the Socceroos. Um, but you know, we're going to go to the edge with the old blokes. We're not going to muck around with these three games. It's not the time to experiment. So we're going to live or die by the results of what we call the, the golden generation. Well, Japan's going to be an issue, obviously. It's going to be very difficult to beat Japan over there. Yep. Jordan will overcome. And, of course, we've got Iraq, the final game in Sydney here. I wouldn't be that confident about Jordan, Sam, because we lost to Jordan over, over at their place. Um, They've beaten Japan. We tanked that day. There's that no easy games. Crazy. I know it's a cliche. No easy games at all. And uh, well, these predict, are three tough ones. Predict what's going to... You know, going to Japan. What, what's mm. the actual... The, the 
the bottom line is we have to... I think to we'll end up having to win the last game against Iraq. That's that's my match. That's what it gets out. That's my yeah, match. That's and, what and, we're all saying. Yep. And if we uh, get beat there, we can still finish third and then we're going to play the trap Uruguay door. Or something. Yeah, yeah well, that's not a good trap door. You no, don't want to be not. going down there. I mean, if you've got a long enough memory, you remember games like Argentina and Europe, yeah. you do not want to be going to South America with everything on the line. There's nothing wrong with being spat at in Argentina with 150,000 people. <laughs> what about the Champions the League? What do you think of Bayern over Dortmund? It's a good game. Great game. Great and game, uh, look, I've been a big fan of the Bundesliga for a long time. Yeah. I think it's underrated. I think it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. I think it's the best league in, in world football. I think well, better you... than Spanish and Italian? Yes, I do. And it's been that case for a lot of years. And if you go to World Cups and you look at the actual club affiliations of the players and all these different national teams, yeah. the Bundesliga stack up, stacks up very well. So uh, it didn't surprise me. We've got two German sides in the final. I was a bit sad that Borussia Dortmund didn't get there because I just love the way they play football. What but about there you the go. manager? Uh, post uh, the game, how entertaining he was and how uh, effervescent and the, the players in behind Humble. screaming. No, he was having a great <laughs> crack. I think it was, a, it was finally a manager that's actually relaxed and released a little bit rather than the bloke who's coming out here for Manchester United in a couple of uh, weeks' time and Sir Alex. It'd be yep. nice to see him enjoy himself. Yeah, it would be. David Moyes, you think you're talking about there with a the man you job. You're Pinecast. No, no, I'm talking about Alex. In oh, you're talking about Alex? Oh, yeah, he's miserable, he's isn't he? Miserable. Yeah, he's been miserable for a lot of years, and uh, you don't want to be on the end of his uh, hairdryer if you're a journo. He's Is he going to come out? I don't think so. I think he's going to have to give David Moyes the space to, to take the team. Um, he'll end up in some ambassadorial role oh, uh, with Manchester certainly. United, but. 28 years. Uh, what about the A-League, the uh, new draw, extended to May? Is that a good decision? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bold decision. It um, is. You know, the, the, the logic around the A-League was to stay away from the winter sports, the AFL, the, the NRL and the rugby. Um, this is going to be an overlap, a bit more of an overlap. But, you know, look, the season the A-League's had has been well, exactly. unbelievable. Yeah. And maybe they've got, they've got the ammunition now to, to take on some of the other sports and be confident about it. But, we'll see. Well, why would you mess with something that worked? You know, they had such a... Huge grand It's a football final decision because we're assuming uh, that we'll make the World Cup and what we don't want to do is we're picking eight or nine A-League players. We don't want to leave to them uh, two months mm. leading into the World Cup with no football. So this could be a one-off. I don't know. If it works well and the crowd still come to the finals and we are up against the AFL and the NRL, uh, they might persevere with it. But if we miss the World Cup, well, they're going to have more than two weeks to worry well, six weeks or eight weeks they'll, to worry about. Yeah, there'll be a lot of things to worry about. Um, now, there's a whisper going around, even as early as this morning, that Harry Kuehl might be joining the Melbourne Heart. Have you heard the same whisper? Yeah, look, it was... It Minimum was wage, too. Melbourne Heart or Newcastle Jets. He's mates with John Aloisi. They played together, obviously, with the Socceroos. Um, he, he knows Melbourne, so I get the decision. Um, Harry, I think, has played 28 games of football in the last three seasons. He's got to get back on that horse. He's not in the Socceroos squad. He had a bit of a moan the other day about why, you know, why wasn't I picked? Well, you was know, he considered at all? Why I don't think he picked? would have been considered. Well, he? well he's, he's basically Couldn't missed he? the entire season. Yeah. But you know, these guys, they think there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they God-given right. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that going yeah. around. And, uh, Mike, look, can I just ask you hypothetically? Yep. In the event that it goes pear-shaped for us, what should happen to Australian soccer? Are you talking about the World Cup, Sam? World Cup, yeah. Mate, the, the World Cup missing out on the World Cup is not going to be the catastrophe it would have been last time around, or, or 206, because the A-League's gone that well, we've got something so to fall some back on. We didn't have that to fall back on before. Foundation, yeah. It's still incredibly important. Not where do we go in money. terms of development? Do we just get rid of the existing and start well, Holger kids? Goes. Holger goes, Holger and goes. we have to be very quick about this, because in, uh, in January 2015, with the Asian Cup, we need a new generation yeah. of players. Who is the next Socceroo coach? No, Graham Arnold said he doesn't want the Ange job. Ange Postacoglu. Ange Postacoglu. No doubt, no doubt. He's my choice. OK. Yeah, right. we'll get that, that down. down. That <laughs> by the way, he's a coach of Melbourne Victory. If you, in case you didn't know, which came where? Which is next to Melbourne Storm, next fourth. to the Rebels, who won. <laughs> they all came fifth or something. Down south.
Good on you, Mike. Thanks very <laughs> much. My pleasure, guys. Uh, my I know pleasure. you're on a bit of an overseas jaunt. Enjoy your holiday. Next up, something new and shiny called Something or Nothing, starring the V8 Supercars, Sergio and Tiger, and the Pommy Cricket Team. All coming up. You have All no idea about this segment, do you? No, I no, don't, but I'll pick it up off you very quickly, no doubt. Mate, you're a professional. You don't take the mic up until we get a play. Very exciting time here at PTI Australia. We have a brand new segment. It is called Something or Nothing. We have to decide if a topic is a big deal, hence something, or if it's not such a big deal and it's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> He'll get it right. We actually practised that in the uh, ad break, but he got it wrong then as well. Uh, it's a segment we actually use in PTI USA, i.e. we didn't steal it from another show, so that's a good start for us. Now, first up, Ford's decision to close their production plants in Australia in 2016 means there's no more Falcon, hence no more Falcons in the V8 supercars. Something or nothing? Nothing. And why you know that? why? Why? Good question. Uh, the reason I said nothing is because there'll always be an emerging brand come through anyway be a, uh, a Nissan or a Mercedes or oh, mate, Hyundai. You're kidding We'll yourself. get over all that. It is a massive something because all of the rev heads that I know go uh, out there to support the Ford Falcon. Did they, they don't go out there to support the Ford Sierra or Fiesta or the Ford The Ford brand. The Ford the brand's Ford the same thing. Falcon. It Let is a massive you. something. I Most hope... rev heads have got the concentration levels of a gnat. They would know from week to week what brand of car it is. As long as they see their wind caps, as long as they see their wind caps or their uh, heroes driving the car, that's all that matters to rev heads. The views of Sam Kegovich are not necessarily the rest of us at ESPN. All abuse should be uh, directed abuse. to at, at Kecker Uncovered. Uncovered.com. Un what is it? Unplugged. At Kegger Unplugged is his Twitter address. Okay, the Sergio Garcia and Tiger Woods spat has been going on for a little while now, with the latest chapter being a racist comment by Sergio about Tiger eating fried chicken. It had bad connotations. So is this viewed something or nothing? Nothing. Once again, because this is fueled by paranoid media who have been absolutely derelict. This all spawned... Yeah, this was all spawned out of a non-event. You know why it's nothing? You got the wrong... It's absolutely nothing because Tiger has won a billion events, including any number of majors, and Sergio has won nothing. But that's irrelevant. So it's that's irrelevant. irrelevant. That's so irrelevant. Sergio made the comment. Sergio, shut up until you win no. something. But the spat all evolved out of bad manners. Don't care. He's Allegedly won nothing. bad manners. Win, win something, uh, not nothing. Oh, we'll see. You're missing the point. I don't miss the point. The you point are. is it's nothing. But anyhow, it is a nothing. OK, we're both totally... England is showing some good form against the Kiwis in their current test series. So leading into the Ashes... Is this something? He's at the ready. Something or nothing? This is something. No, because I've been watching all their nothing. tests against New Zealand, and let me tell you, nothing. they are a full complement. Anderson, Broad, Swan, Finn. Their bowling attack is outstanding. Cook, Trot, Root. Root can he bat? Rutherford, he made a hundred. The other guy. Let me tell you. Let me just say some names. Root's the best number three <laughs> I've seen. Rutherford, sure. the, the other guy, the other guy, and the other guy. That's why it's nothing, because the blokes they got See, out, the New Zealanders, no are nothing. They got out for 68 See, when they needed 200. No, my point is You've got to watch this they're side. playing a side that doesn't travel. Let me tell you, New, doesn't nothing. travel New Zealand. New Zealand doesn't. New Zealand aren't a bad side. In fact, they beat the Poms over there. When? Just about. When? In the recent tour over there when the Poms went over there last time. In New Zealand? Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's in New Zealand. Well, they have to travel to Wellington, you fool. Yeah, that's a fair distance. As it, not for the London. Well, not for the people who live there. <laughs> As it stands right now, James O'Connor is the only possible number 10 selected in the Wallaby squad to play the Lions. Is this something or nothing? I'm going first. It's that, something. Uh, and it's something because... Why? Actually, no, I'll change my mind because you've said... because you know, It's nothing because yeah, no. Robbie Deans will pick another number 6 in the next... Another number 10, I should say, in the next six players he's got to pick. He will pick Quade Cooper. And I reason why he will pick Quade Cooper is because Robbie no. Deans wants to make sure that his job is safe. And at the end of the day, when he's going to battle, as much see, as I don't think Quade Cooper deserves see, it, he will fall and say... It is say, something right. because that means that there is a dearth of number 10s which are critical. And more importantly, the fact that it's Quade Cooper... It's a personality Cooper, thing. No, it's, well, you say it's a personality thing. I think there's some fundamental flaws in Quade Cooper's game that Robbie Deans doesn't like. And, a, and some, one of them is tackling. And that was made Last public. week, you know last week you defended Quade Cooper. Well, I do. Occasionally I switch from time to time. Oh. But on this occasion, I you, think there is something really in it. You but, see, you don't got, know. So no. you can't argue the point. No, I'm just you saying. Just, you paraphrase what you read and what you hear. I'm telling you what I really know, talking to Robbie Deans. He's very concerned about Quade Cooper's defensive. and his and he, and, and his, You have nothing. Uh, that's it for Something or Nothing. You can send us an email it. and tell us if it is good or bad. Next up, happy time, the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Month or the week. And a big finish with a French flavour. i tell you what, this is really going to work, this segment. <laughs> happy birthday this week to Stephen Mark War, the twin cricketing greats turned 48. And that means, of course, it's Rusty's yes. birthday. Happy birthday, mate. Between us, we've 48. played about 300 million games for Australia. Yeah, Happy yeah. anniversary to Aussie snooker legend, legend, that would be Walter Lindrum. In 1933, became the first non-Englishman to win the World Billiards Championship. A bit like the America's Cup, really, wasn't it? Well, not only that, I'll tell you how great he was. He made the rules to change the rules of the game. And happy trails to the New South Wales Waratahs finals hopes. They'd had a good few weeks, but their chance are now gone after their surprise loss to the... Rebels in Melbourne, Now of for the big finish in the Monaco Grand Prix. Nico Rosberg did what his dad did 30 years earlier, winning the most famous race of all. Mark Webber finished third and Daniel Ricciardo got rear-ended. He did, uh, much to his chagrin. He did give him a verbal after that. Still in that neck of the woods and in the French Open tennis, Leighton Hill was knocked out after leading two sets of love against Gilles Simon. Nick Kyrgios is through to the second round in his debut. Yeah. Good. Well done, Nick. Nicky. Cadell Evans put in a reasonable performance in the Giro d'Italia, finishing third, which are good signs heading yeah. into the Tour. And now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. I like the Kangaroos to lead by 30 and get beaten the last minute against whoever they're playing, <laughs> the Saints. I wrote that. Uh, St Kilda, for me, I think Brisbane can beat Collingwood on Friday. Sporting Bet like the Bulldogs to smash the Dragons in the league. That's it. Catch us on Twitter. He is, of course, Kekka Unplugged. Uh, you're who, Russell, Russell Barwick, and as always, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know, it makes sense. Well, there you go. You Wait. know, you don't, you've got the Twitter address. At Kegger Unplugged. Unplugged, yes. You're right. not going to tweet? No, I don't tweet. No tweeting.